We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, John Carlo Navas. And with me today, we have producer and co-founder, capologist. That's a cap, Brian Goins. <laughs> I like that. I kind of like that. Uh, what's up, guys? We're doing, listen, we're moving, we're grooving, we are waiting for uh, things to happen, and we are in the dog days of NBA Twitter, where people are now uh, debating Draymond Green. Uh, that's that's <laughs> how you know we're in the dog days. That laugh you hear, that beautiful smile you see on the right-hand side, it's Kenny Spence. What's up, so. man? I know I've been, like, real sporadic lately, a lot of reasons for that, um, but I'm here right now. Yeah, I've got a lot. So I'll put it this way. Today, I'm operating on like three hours of sleep. And it's been that way for a while because of insomnia and all that stuff. But other than that, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> well, we're good. We're all here. We're ready to yeah. talk hoops. We're ready to talk off season. Good to see. It's been about two weeks since we've been on. So kind of our return. Listen, I, we took a little break. You know, we were giving you a lot of stuff. And uh, it's nice to uh, it's nice to have a little bit of rest break. But we're back. You know, we're, we're going to break down. All that you miss. Good to see people in chat. Shout out to Lechus Commissioner, uh, Lechus Agenda Commissioner. Subscribed uh, for 17 months for at Tier One. We appreciate that. And if you remember, we're running our Pride Drive up until the end of July, so a couple weeks left. Uh, exclamation point pri uh, Pride in chat to uh, to get a link to donate. Uh, we're almost at 3K. Uh, with the Levitard auction and everything else that we're going on. So help get us there. Help get us to our goal if you have it in your heart. And let's, gentlemen, let's get into this. I also want to introduce, we have a new producer, a new voice what? that you might hear around here. We have Pablo, our intern. Pablo, say what's up to the people. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. That disembodied voice. That's the best uh, we get? Come that's on, the bad, best we bad. get. What is good, Heat Nation? There we that's go. How you, that's how that's that's a fucking introduction. Now, that sounds like somebody from Hialeah. I'm not gonna make the assumption fully, hey, but <laughs> never, bro. Never. I'm not I don't mess with that parts anymore. He's more of a Miami <laughs> Lakes guy. You're like a Miami Lakes Cuban. I'm I'm, I'm part of Kendall. Oh, let's go. Let's oh. Kendall stand oh. up. This is what a Kendall there we go. company, man. Pablo, where can people <laughs> find you on Twitter? Where can uh oh wait, uh, it's uh Pablito3. On Twitter, but you spell out the three, and that's me. I mean, we love to see it. So you're gonna hear Pablo around these parts. He's gonna be helping. He's gonna be producing. You're gonna hear his voice up and comer around these parts. So uh, make sure to follow him. Make sure to get acquainted with my man Pablo. Thank you so much for helping us produce today. We're excited for uh, all that's to come. It's a pleasure. Thank you, boys. Damian Lillard is still a member of the Portland Trailblazers. Now. Yeah. We know we we all had theories on how fast this would get done, Brian. We've talked extensively about this cap wise. Yeah. I want to start. We're, I want to go from Lillard, and we're going to branch out into everything because I think everything right now is orbiting 
uh, Damian Lillard. Cardelliana says, is mm-hmm. he is he question mark of Portland? Apparently, Joe Cronin's doing Joe Cronin things. So he's not here yet. And the Blazers are waiting out to see if they can extract everything out of Miami. It's pretty unclear because reporting has been hazy on this, as it probably always is, as to what's being offered or what's not. It, it seems pretty clear at this point that it's Miami or nothing, right? It's Miami mm-hmm. or he's a blazer until the deadline. And then we'll see who gets, who wants to re-engage uh, with the trade at that point. It, it would appear that he has told everybody, I- I'm only going there. If you trade for me, I will not show up to work. I will not go to camp. I will not report. That's what it seems like because every other team has kind of opted out of it. It seems mm-hmm. that more teams have opted into Tyler Hero I don't know how much you could put in this report that the Clippers were interested. Obviously, the Nets have shown interest in a way that they didn't when Durant was there. Now, obviously, with the newer, younger team, you know, they're like a good player on the cheap because really a first-round pick for a guy like Tyler Hero, that's that's getting a guy, that's buying low on a guy who's certainly better than that. So that's kind of where we are with, with this situation. I guess I'll start with Brian, then I'll go to Kenny. Did you expect this to go faster? I kind of I kind of didn't, and then I thought it would go by quicker, and I'm a little surprised that I feel like we haven't moved in a week. So I think if I had to put like a bet on how long it was going to take, I was I was thinking it was going to be done by the end of Summer League. Um, that was my presumption. Um, there's actually this quote that um, – shout out to Drew underscore star on Twitter. He He's like the master aggregator right now on all this Damian Lillard news. So like if you have a Twitter account and you're not following – at Drew underscore master star. aggregator. Like, I don't know what you're doing with your account. Because honestly, I have him set on notifications, so I don't miss anything. Um, anyways, uh, he actually reposted a, a story from Sean Hyken, who is a Portland Trailblazers beat writer. This is something he posted on June 26, 2023. And he wrote, if Damian Lillard does request a trade, it is expected that in the coming days and weeks, Cronin will work with Lillard's representation to find a deal that works for everyone. We are now, this is 26, we are now about three weeks away, I think three weeks since he put in that trade request. And there's been, like, basically the latest reports that we've heard, and this is basically coming from both Shams and Woj, is that Miami and Portland have had um, some talks, but nothing that's like imminent that's going to happen anytime soon. They're not like serious negotiations happening right now. Um, from what... Um, there's actually a video we can play right now if we want from from Shams. We can, you want you want to run it? Yeah, let's run it. Been stagnant as far as the process there, and it's it's really up to the Blazers and the Heat that the Heat are the team that Damian Lillard wants to go to. And what I'm told Portland has told Miami is this: make your best offer to us. And the sides have spoken recently, but nothing significant has come to it. And when you look at potential packages from Miami to Portland, you look at expiring contracts, perhaps a young player like Nikola Jovic, three to four first-round picks where Tyler Hero would be going to a third team. That third team would send one or two first-round picks to Miami, and they, they would you know add their two first-round picks as well, potentially second-rounders, swaps as well. So for someone with Damian Lillard's contract, four years, over $210 million left on his deal, for rebuilding team like Portland, that's a pretty sound get. But if you think about all those first-round picks, other assets you can get, potentially a young player as well, that's sound value. But so far, Portland has not uh, elected to to really engage with Miami uh, and, and try to solicit best offers. So what I make from that is this. Portland, I feel like they're trying to milk this situation as much as they can. For one of two things, they're trying to either get yeah no Shams is is a very handsome fellow. He uh, he I think personally, Cronin doesn't want to make a deal with Miami in spite because I feel like he doesn't like the way that Dame is kind of hamstrung him totally by keeping that. by sure. keeping just Miami as the only option right now on the table, and obviously working with Pat Riley in a deal when he's like the only person at the at the table that must be a pain is, in the is ass. never going to be easy because Riley always gets his star discounted. Always. <laughs> no, Kenny, you know, Kenny, you know how it is when your grandpa always, always trying to shop with coupons, doesn't want to pay full price for shit. So that's like the first thing. Uh, I think the second thing is honestly, part of me thinks like Cronin 
is hoping he can do the same thing that happened to Durant, just convince him to come back for at least half a season. And like just see if if he'd be willing to like come back for training camp. And I don't even know why they would want to do that, but I feel like part of me still thinks like they they feel like if him and and Scoot and all these young guys play well and they go on like a great start to start the season that maybe he won't request a trade and he still stays a trailblazer. That's the only other scenario where I see this going. Personally, it seems like that's super unlikely. But if I'm if if I was Cronin, if I was in his position and my, my options was make a trade where Riley gets a, a, a superstar player discounted and I possibly lose my job or I can keep the superstar player Maybe still fuck this front office and, and and the entire team because you want to play your young guys as many minutes as possible and help and help them develop. I mean, I don't know. I, to me, it's like there's there's two bad options. Which one do you want to go with? So th- th- this is it comes down to Joe Cronin just doesn't really know what he's doing at the end oh. of the day because the thing, right? So he's keeps saying, um, well, we hear the reports about him just going around Vegas trying to solicit deals to get somebody else to offer for damn What a funny but... sentence. Going around Vegas to solicit <laughs> for a for a no, Are you sure he was thing. listening? I feel like he was hiding. Because I didn't see many like pictures. Like we saw pictures uh last year um with yeah. Sean Marks and Annie Ellisberg sitting at like a breakfast yeah. together. We didn't see a single yeah. photo besides that presser he did. But my thing is, right, so he keeps talking about Miami's offer, but it's like we've seen reports of Brooklyn being interested in Tyler Hero. We've seen – and the Clippers thing, I don't really – I'm not going to count that one. But we've seen Brooklyn. We see San Antonio. So I'll tell Iman, I don't know what um, platform she's on, but we know Iman. She reminded me OKC. So there's three teams so far. Um we saw the Raptors had a little bit of interest in Tyler Hero. We've had like yeah. there are teams interested in Tyler Hero, but he's like staving them off to try to get a different deal for Dame Lillard. And it's like, all right, but you can get the return you want right now. You're looking for young players and draft capital. These are all pretty bad teams trying to get in on this. You can get exactly what you want right now. So it's it's a bluff, and we're just like. I'm, I expected this to go right towards training camp, so we're kind of on pace for that. But he's just – he's bluffing, and it's a little annoying because there's no real reason to do it. He can get exactly what he wants right now if he sits at the table and listens, but he's just not willing to do that right now. We welcome in Christian Hat. Christian, you have like a TV or something in the background. Oh, yeah, that's our episode. sorry about that. We're, we're, we're all we're he's trying to get the latest from from espn right yeah, now we'll chris has got it. we welcome in sad assistant on photoshop christian Hag. christian what are the trailblazers feeding woj right now what is he doing what's going hey, on what's hey what's up hey what's up sorry hey, i had something under my chair how are we doing ah, you know, it's all, all good you know uh nothing you know what's really funny everybody says cronin you know what that just reminds me it makes me think cro-magnon which for those of you who don't know the history of evolution assuming you don't think that God just spontaneously created all of us when he was bored one day. Uh, basically, the Cro-Magnons lived alongside of the Neanderthals. Basically, it's just a clever way of calling him a caveman, which is how he's fucking behaving. So it's fucking fair, honestly. You um, know, I've kind of come... So I've been very hard on Cronin on Twitter because I... Oh, I Blazers think, fans hate you. Oh, they all hate me. And I don't think I was wrong in the way that... Well, what did you say? So I just think that people were... By the way, like, I think Cronin's acting annoying, but I also understand, like, okay, like, you're probably not going to have a guy that talented unless you don't believe in Scoot or, uh, you know, a guy like Dame doesn't, like, just walk into your organization every day. You know what I mean? And and trading a superstar, because Dame is a superstar, right? You know, trading it's a guy. Top 10 player right now. Yeah. yeah. Have, trading a guy coming off his maybe best season ever, that's, you know, there's a lot that goes into this. What I haven't liked about the Cronin stuff is acting like the Miami package is some affront to God. Yeah. Right. Because we cannot compare this to the Anthony Davis trade because Anthony Davis is a lot younger than Lillard and was not on a supermax contract. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard will be 36 years old being owed $63 million. Me turning 37 on Damian Lillard yeah. on top of that has said here, I want to go here. So not only do teams now don't want to deal with 
I don't want that. I don't want the upset old guy that I'm going to, because as we've seen, you know, even though Westbrook has been traded 90 times, some teams have to give up stuff mm-hmm. to get Westbrook off their books, you know, or Chris Paul or whatever. I mean, but, you just but saw Gianni, with... the jazz got five first round picks for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> what about that every, Gianni? Not everyone's Minnesota. Not everyone's Minnesota levels of stupid, right? So <laughs> that clearly that is not going to happen again. That kind of deal is never going to happen again. And also, there I'm not buttoning up, chat. This is sure. <laughs> you, anything, are getting, you are getting we you are getting full knitted polo experience ASAP. Um, you got the awesome powers. Like you got all money vibes. I'll button right up now. for five subs. If you guys give us five subs, I will, I will button <laughs> Let's up. Go, I'll baby, that. sub it up, yo. He so will I'll, cover I'll that do it right up. I'll but I'll button for money. So that's kind of where I am with Cronin. I think that you're doing your job to do your due diligence, but I also think that like. The way you've gone about it and the way you've presented in the media is annoying because the one who's making a mess is you because you are pretending that Tyler Hero plus three picks and swaps is an, and Jovic is some sort of affront to God. Like, how dare you offer such a bad deal when in reality, nobody's offering a better deal and no one's ever offered a better deal. So you pretending like, ah, oh, fuck that. We're going to get it. We're going to get something better. You're really only because the thing is like my you have to make Miami outbid themselves, right? Because Lillard and the, the idea of them framing it as Cronin has all the power, it's just not accurate. Because at yeah. the end of the day, he's gonna go to Miami. He's not gonna go to Utah. He's not gonna go to Oklahoma City, the teams that have all the stuff. He's gonna go to the team that Dame wants. And now they're just trying to get us because you notice how the conversation has shifted. Before it's like, we're not going to send them there to now how much can we get out of them? Mm-hmm. The conversation has changed. And my thing with, and I just haven't liked how it's all been framed as, well, look what Dame has done. And I was like, well, Corona's the one that's acting like an asshole, right? Yeah. By doing this stuff. You can, you can have gone about it a different way. I just have not particularly like, well, enjoyed let's, that. let's talk about that because what Cronin did two years ago, he promised Dame that he was going to build a contender around him. He's mm-hmm. had multiple press conferences. Oh, I wish we had that clip too. Um, there was a whole clip of like every single press conference he did at the trade deadline or his end of year presser or to start the season. He kept saying that he was going to build a contender around Dame. That was like his top priority every single time. And every time they tried to get acquisitions done, they was all, it was either, oh, we couldn't pass up on this prospect because we had such a high pick and, and the offers that we were getting were, were not better than the number six pick or the number three pick in these last two drafts. So with Sharp and with Scoot, they, they were supposed to trade those players to get a veteran that was more in Dame's timeline to compete for a title now, or at least become a contender. Not, not saying that they would win a championship, but what they've done is the complete opposite. They had Dame get surgery two years ago. and I mean, obviously he needed it anyway, but he set out that time to get the number six pick. They tanked. Same thing happened again this year, except this time he did it willingly. Like he did it not reluctantly. He did it because he was promised, and this was pretty much right after he signed his extension, because it was mm-hmm. one year after he signed the extension, that he was going to sit out games in hopes that they would trade that pick and get somebody yeah. really good. I mean, at worst, maybe they would get the number one pick and they would keep that pick and, and draft Wemby. But it seemed like what they were trying to do is no matter what the pick was, if it was number one, they were going to trade that pick for a all-star player, whoever that yeah. was. If it was Pascal Siakam, OG, um, whoever else was available potentially. Mikhail Bridges was another guy that they wanted. <laughs> they didn't get any of those guys. So they're left with basically empty promises to Dame. Dame feels super butthurt about everything that, that he's been told. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, And I've been watching interviews that he's been had in the past. He's slowly, over years, been kind of leaning this way where he was going to ask out if nothing was going to change. It's actually, go back and watch his interviews. I did that recently this last week. Why? His his momentum about loyalty has shifted to the point where like, yeah, I saw this coming actually now. Now I'm like watching the interviews. He cornered himself. I mean, it's it's funny what you said though, Brian. I feel like you kind of undersold that he was like butthurt. I would take it a step further. He was straight up deceived. Like, yeah. And I mean, bamboozle, bamboozle, let us stray. Yeah, no. Uh, the, the the infamous meeting from a couple of weeks ago, which I think was just a couple of days before Dame made the trade request. Yeah. Word on the street is that in that meeting, Cronin told Dame that there were multiple teams they were speaking to, 
who they had deals on the table to get him real help. And mm-hmm. so they left that meeting. Dame still in that meeting, loyal as fuck, yeah. thinking the Blazers are going to do right by him. And then they walk out of that meeting, and his agent starts calling those supposed teams the Blazers are talking to. And apparently there are no active deals being discussed. And it's all bullshit. Yeah. And so at that point, how do you feel as Damian Lillard, the greatest player in franchise history, literally being treated like a side bitch, honestly? <laughs> like, I don't know a better way to put it. Just being yeah. openly deceived to because they don't think that you're valuable enough to tell the truth. They took his loyalty for granted. It. Honestly, yeah. that's what it feels like. And, and, and now, um, here's why I use the word incompetent. Now... You've made the decision in where you want to go with the franchise. You are rebuilding. You yes. drafted his replacement. And yes. so now your plan is because you don't like the team that offered him or whatever it is. And again, you're not willing to listen to these third or, potential third or fourth teams to get you the return you want. So now you have this superstar player in the way of your number three draft pick because they play the same position, who's also making $45 million this upcoming season. Yeah, You have to move him. You, like, you have to do it. I love and these are the opposite on the table. Kenny, and I so love how I just many Blazers fans are have convinced themselves that there's a reality where the Blazers will let Dame Lillard be on the roster, not for participating years. for a full year <laughs> and not getting anything in return for that. It's like you have a team who's got an active offer, including a ton of assets available yeah. to you right now that you could accept and in young this moment. Players but you're going to let Dane sit on the bench and you're going to waste that $45 million of cap space and you're not going to get assets back. It's asonite. And, I, and I also, let me finish this real quick. I also always see people say that you don't take just anything for a top 75 player, which in most cases, yeah, that's true. But if the top 75 player is never going to play for you again, then you have to just kind of go with what the market is dictating. Right now the market is dictating – Miami and potentially another team are going to get you what they can to make you satisfied with this deal. And you kind of just have to put your pride aside. And yeah. look, you did all this lying to him all over the years. You traded his best friend in CJ McCollum. Who, that didn't really amount to nothing. Um, yeah, it didn't make you better in any way. You actually got a lot worse with that. Ever since you he, said you were going to trade Josh Hart, you traded Josh, Josh Hart. For a ever since you traded Gary Payton the second. Yeah, ever since you first told him you were going to build a contender around him, you've gotten worse with every move you've made. And so now he's 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 like, look, I'm 33 years old. Just I want to win a championship. Let me go to this team over here where I have the best option, where I have the best chance to win a championship. It shouldn't be complicated from there. Like you have all these assets you can get back. You're rebuilding anyway. So this idea that you have to get this amazing return when you have all these picks and pick swaps and young players involved. It's it's disingenuous and it's just straight up bullshit. They he's, have his replacement already. Yeah, exactly. So he he's just it's, a, it's it's bullshit PR. Like it's not. Come on. So I let's guess, talk about. You want to talk about the trade package, D? I feel like well, no, we I, haven't I, really talked about it. Yeah, I mean, I just I I think that like Davis is like one of the best returns for like that caliber of player we've ever seen. You know, they got Ingram. They got a lot of other stuff and a bunch of draft equity and, and Ingram is kind of the best kind of player, right? A really high draft pick that, you know, you feel like is really talented and that's a hit. You know what I mean? Like it's not often that you trade your superstar guy for, you know, Wiggins for Kevin Love is an example of that, right? Where, you know, the, the, the wolves, I mean, I think Wiggins was supposed to be better quicker, or he was yeah. supposed to be a different kind of player. Obviously, let's not forget well, that Kevin he was, was highly touted coming out of high school and in college. Yeah, yeah. He was, Rigg- he was Riggin decent, for Wiggins. but people <laughs> were thinking he was like the next LeBron. It's just, and I, I don't, I want to be clear. I'm not blaming the Blazers for Maple trying Jordan. to get. I don't think Cronin's a bad guy for trying to get as much as he can for his franchise player. I just feel like I don't think he has been honest with the way that they've gone about the negotiations. I don't think they've been honest with Lillard. And I think that has kind of colored this. And I don't, by the way, I don't think Miami's been easy to deal with because I think, as we said earlier, like Riley knows, I mean, they smell blood in the water, Mm -hmm. right? And we're going to talk about the kind of deal, but, you know, they're going to be able to, in, in all likelihood, keep Jimmy, Bam, and Caleb which I think mm-hmm. is important 
as those were kind of like, you know, three of their kind of core pieces, you know, along and with Tyler. That's and who Dame wants to play with. He's, he's exactly. Caleb. And, you know, obviously I think we feel that hero has to be outgoing because he's the youngest with the most upside, right? Like mm-hmm. he's a good player who's young. And I think people talk about the contract as a debt, as a detriment. I actually don't agree contract. with that. I, it's, it's not a, not bad, a bad contract. Bad contract. And he's young, and you have him locked up. And I think that's valuable. And I think – I just think that people have jumped the gun on Hero, and they've made him to be, like, some negative player when he's a good player. And I think the run without him hurt, like, his – but, like, you know, if they're not picking on Duncan on defense – like, if Duncan can survive on defense, he would have been fine. You know what I mean? Like, I just think too much is made out of the run without him. And I think he's a good player. And I think people and like the the Blazers not wanting another guard is totally reasonable. Yeah. I think that's it makes perfect sense. Like we have Scoot, we have Sharp. I don't think they want to keep si- Anthony Simons, to be honest. I mean, I everything I've ever heard was Anthony Simons in a pick. What can that get us? So I don't anytime they say Anthony Simons, I was like, you've been trying to get rid of that guy since like the day you met him. So, but I, I get the Blazers being like. That's not really – I think they might want a wing or something. Yeah. But, you know, obviously the Nets are interested, and there's other teams that will be. So, Brian, yeah, let's talk about the package because I think there's interesting stuff whether Duncan or Kyle gets moved because obviously yeah. whoever stays is going to be a huge rotation player for them. I think we all have our preferences on who we think would be the better fit to stay. But, like, you're the cap guy. How does this – how would a deal – now that we've kind of – kind of realize that it's going to be a three-team deal at least what does this look like because before we were dealing with is the okc oladipo deal going to be looped in here what's going to happen all this stuff what are we looking at so i tweeted out yesterday and this is basically coming off what shams um what we basically just played the clip earlier what shams had basically mentioned that miami's package would be built around a player like tyler hero whether he gets sent to to Portland or not, he could probably most likely it's going to be sent to a third team. You got a, a young player like Nikola Jovic or Jaime Hawkes, maybe maybe both, and you got an expiring contract. The only expiring they have right now that they can trade is Kyle Lowry because they already traded um, Oladipo. And then you got the picks and the swaps. Um, tweet this all also out earlier with the picks situation. Miami can get up to four first round picks that they can offer to Portland. They could be all of their own, or it could be a it could be three of their own, and maybe one from a a separate team that they get the pick from. Um, the way it would work is they have to get a additional first, and this would be where the Tyler Hero transaction go, comes into play with as, as a three team deal. You trade Tyler Hero to whatever third team is willing to send Miami back an unprotected first. Easiest one would be the twenty twenty five first, because if you get a twenty twenty five first round pick that's unprotected, you are able to now send picks. In 2024, 2025, 2026, you have picks that are going out to both um, OKC and Portland those two years, those two drafts. Right now, the 2025 pick is lottery protected. So it is protected, meaning if Miami does not uh, make the playoffs, then that pick goes automatically to OKC that year. What Miami could do is they could trade either 2025 or 2026 to Portland and put basically just do as a conditional pick, but it's, it's going to be an unprotected pick because that worst case in 2025, Portland, you get a pick guaranteed in 2025 if we finish 1 through 14, meaning it is a lottery pick that's yours if we finish in that range. And then that means the next year, OKC, you get the 2026. It's a pick. It's unprotected. Or vice versa. OKC, we, did, we, made, the, we made the playoffs. You get the pick now this year in 2025. 2026, Portland. Now you get the pick that's unprotected. So you can play it both ways. Both those teams get their pick no matter what in those two years. Just does, depends on how Miami finishes in terms of draft position that year. Um, and then basically from there, you still have the 2028 and 2030 first-round picks. That's four first-round picks that Miami can send out in a trade. And that's without having to help, um, needing the help from OKC to unprotect that pick in 2025. Now, if they get a different first-round pick that's in a different year, calendar year, that's not 2025, they can still send four first-round picks. It just would require unprotecting that 2025 first-round pick to move it to 2026. Then you're still able to trade three first-round picks for Miami, 2024, 2028, and 2030, and that four first-round pick would come in whatever pick Miami gets back in the Tyler Hero deal. So that's four first-round picks. Either scenario, as long as Miami gets a one from this Tyler Hero deal. 
Then you got three pick swaps that you could still send out as well. So that's four first round picks, three pick swaps, whatever young players that they're going to send out. If it's just going to be Jovich and that's it, I still think that's a really good haul for Portland. When is uh when is JJJ tradable? He's tradable, I believe, August first. It's thirty days from when he signed his extension, so we're coming up in a couple of weeks. He'll be able to be trade eligible. Brian, do you have this in a tweet so I can put this up? Uh, yeah, I tweeted out like uh, this uh, week. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go dig. Um, and it's it's the one where I um tagged Leif um because it was Leif's report that Miami was um positioning itself to get four first round picks. So Leif's been reporting that Miami has been having these discussions with third teams. And there's been reports that apparently Miami doesn't have potential offers where they can get a first-round pick for Tyler Hero. That's complete bullshit. There's at least three or four teams that will give Miami an unprotected first-round pick right now. I think Miami's trying to get maybe a little bit more than just a first-round pick for Tyler Hero. I'm going to be honest. If they send four picks and they include some of the young guys, I'm going to be a little pissed. Because I'm going to literally be asking, who the fuck were you bidding with? Like, and that's, I, I, I don't think Miami's gone that point. I think they're preparing for the situation where they may have to start bidding if another team comes into play. You have to play those those scenarios out. Yeah. Like, I mean, w- w- okay, if another team comes into play, how's that going to happen? I, I mean, unless Brooklyn, that's the only team I can think of that would potentially make an offer, but they're the ones that want Tyler here. Yeah, so, yeah, so. so like, yeah. There's only <laughs> one way another team gets involved, and that's if Dame says something. Yeah. And, so and, uh, like, and I was about this yesterday, If too, anything, like, the team that's out is going to be outbidding for is probably going to be Tyler if there's three or four teams out there. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, and I've, I've mentioned this a few times before. Um, well, not on air, obviously. I haven't really been on air. But ever since the Ringer put that thing out, people are kind of just running with the idea of Dan Willard just just folding and mentioning another team he's, he'd go to. And I just don't know if we're talking about the same Dan Willard. Like, if anybody's going to stick to their commitments, it's going to be Dan Willard. And so I think just whatever Cronin has going on, he's wasting his time. And I also wanted to mention before we moved on, um, he has to just pay attention to what the market is. And I wouldn't use the gold bear trade as the example. I'd use the KD trade as the example. KD at the time was arguably still the best player in the league. Um, yeah. He is still one of them. And at the time, Mikael Bridges, he did some great things so far in Brooklyn, but he was not that guy in Phoenix. I don't even know if he was a scoring option at all. Um, they also Mikhail? brought in Cam Johnson and that, yeah, 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 he he was especially because like Booker missed a lot of time. Yeah, guys got hurt. He started he, to get some he, reps. He, yeah, he started to get some reps. He started to show some flashes, but it wasn't. He's an older guy too, so that's another yeah. thing of like the return for for Durant was a guy that it's he don't you don't really build the team around him. He's like a right. piece for a team. Yeah, but what and I'm saying his is contract that's... is worse too. Yeah, and he plays a position that normally doesn't um you know play that well entering those last final 30 years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like that that would be the move I look at. Like I'm the this huge return that people are expecting Joe Cronin to get, I don't think it's ever going to be out there. 
Yep. That's just not what the market dictates, mm-hmm. especially with Dame's money and his age and him only wanting to go to one team. I don't think there's – he doesn't have much of an option here. Um, Who would you guys rather keep? Uh, Brian, so they, they're going to be able to keep one of Lowry or Duncan, correct? Oh, I didn't even get into, like, the cap uh, mechanisms behind, mm-hmm. like, what their deal could be. But uh, say we're, we're basing everything off Shan's report where the, the, the package – is revolved around Jovich, Lowry's expiring. You have Tyler Hero going out to a third team, and then you have all the picks and swaps. Then Miami would basically be sending out more than enough salary to one, bring back Dame, but then still have enough salary also to absorb an additional 19.2 million in whatever players may come back to Miami if if that's what needs to happen. Now the team that gets Tyler Hero, say it's a third team like um like the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. They have to send out at least 19.5 million to trade match. So Miami can very easily help both Portland and, and a team like Brooklyn take back some salary. You're helping Portland one reduce their own salary for this season and, and create a trade exception that can be worth around that $19 million trade um, mark, maybe even more, probably around 20 plus. Um, and then, and then if you're Miami, like you can also use the trade exceptions as well to add an additional player to, um, if you need to. And the, one of the guys that I think makes perfect sense that I can plug into the trade exception that they got for Victor Oladipo is Royce O'Neal. He's making $9.5 mm-hmm. million this season. The trade exception that Oladipo has fits in perfectly for that amount. So Great, Miami can take too, back, Miami can actually take back more than just the $19 million. We're, we can, we're basically saying Miami can take back 19 plus an additional like 9.5 in this trade. So like $28.5 million in salary. Whether it's coming from, well, it has I already said 19.5 has to come from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And Miami can take in 19.2 without the trade exception. You add the trade exception, now you have more than enough to take in whatever amount of salary that Brooklyn needs to send out to trade match for Tyler Hero. And they're trying to stay under the luxury tax. They still have enough space with, um, I think they have like two roster spots available, maybe one. And they're 10 million under the luxury tax. If they make this trade for Hero, they'll still be about like five or $4 million under the luxury tax. So it's like, it's, they're in a good position to trade for Brooklyn, help them still stay under the luxury tax, help Portland create a trade exception, have them save some money in this year's current um, salary cap year, reduce their own salary. And then sure, Miami's luxury tax bill will go up a bit. And that's the conversation that I'm curious to see how, what they're having, if they're willing to even take in additional I mean, salary. Dude, if you're building a team with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Damian Lillard, you <laughs> better know you're paying luxury tax. Yeah, They well, are. They are. Currently, they're going to be paying, with the, with the roster they have right now, they're going to be paying $24.1 million in luxury tax this season. Can we have a surprise fourth team that wants Nurkic? We could. Like, what if, like, the Hornets finally decide they need a center? Dude, give me, give me Nurkic. All day. Yeah, honestly, it, no, he's honestly, Nikaius, he is. Nikaius he's was so. I want him on yeah. my team. Nikaius was so out on Nurkic that <laughs> he doesn't have to play. He just got to sit on the bench and tweet and fucking troll people. That's he all is I a need good tweeter. Him. He's, he's good. Need. He's good on Twitter. I, I will say that. Okay, I gotta go have dinner, but I want to ask one question before we go. Go ahead. What do you guys think happens first? Damian Lillard gets traded anywhere. Or he puts out a diss, ta- a diss track about Joe Cronin. And with that, I'll leave you guys. <laughs> well, he has an album coming out. He does have an album coming out this year. In in the summer, actually. That diss track is going to suck. <laughs> His music's actually not that bad. I was listening to some of Diss tracks are week. different, though. Diss tracks, your music could be good, but you need... Everyone's not... Listen, I love Curtis Jackson. I don't yeah. really think he's good at, at diss tracks. You know? I think just, he doesn't really have a lot of good districts. I mean, there, you know, there was the game stuff or whatever. Wasn't I mean, there a district the between game, Eminem and Fred Durst at the one point? The game annihilated 50 Cent in a way that I cannot believe that yeah. 50 recovered to have the career and, and the game really – the game was too obsessed with with, uh, with Dr. Dre, though. Yeah. Why didn't Biscuit hate Eminem? Uh, uh, you might not know. Jamie Kiss did 50 Cent a lot worse than game did. Nah, you know, I don't think so. I don't. Oh, no. So the game picked on Ja Rule, which – I don't know. I just that felt funny. I was like, who gives a fuck about what Ja Rule thinks? Except for Dave Chappelle. Um, <laughs> or CNN, I should say. Uh, oh, that's still that's still like I think that's the funniest joke Chappelle's ever told. I yeah. think so. I, I think it's just it's so 
And, and then after Firefest, it just made it even funnier. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Duck and Charles, man. <laughs> um, um, okay. Chat's like, I'll, okay, guys, basketball. We, we got Excuse some me. clips. Excuse I want to play some clips. We got some clips that we got. We got get to. Tangent. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can we get to some of these clips that we have queued up? Because there's yeah, some man. good clips in here. So um, let's play Pablo. Can let's we play, play the Levitar one, I think. Yeah, let's play the Levitar one first. Because I think this is an interesting conversation. What this is from today. And Bosch and Wade did. Do you guys know what the next step is on Lillard? Do we have any projected next steps on Lillard? Do you get uh, on this story? Where does it go next? What's the next piece? I think the next piece, uh, Lillard doesn't come off as a guy who's going to force his way out, at least not not publicly. He might do it privately, but I think all Lillard has to do is just sit there and like, Dan, I know this is not the answer you want. Just sit there and wait, because eventually Portland's going to have to cave, and Lillard wants to go to Miami, and Miami wants Lillard. So, What do you think the answer is that I want? You know, something more dramatic than just sitting around and waiting, you know? Because it's going to get more dramatic if people get tired of sitting around and waiting. The audience is already... Well, if he gets tired of sitting around and waiting. That's he already is. Like, he's already burned a fraction of the Portland relationship. The next step is he burns all of it. Right. The, the next step is the interview. You haven't heard the interview yet where he burns it. Like, the next step on public pressure, because it won't be private. It's They've tried to keep it private. But what's going to happen when the Heat are working with Lillard on this through his agency is the push of whenever the Heat get tired of this, it will be, Dame, you got to make more of a mess you got to do the stuff Harden did at the end. You've got to be willing to risk the relationship with that city. you got to want it more. <laughs> Why do you do that? Well, I mean, he does. He has to so want to I mean, you win. You were saying it, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is satisfied with the status quo, seven seed, eight seed, you no. know, occasionally not making the playoffs. He has to want to win no. more. Yes. No. He has to want it, Dan. I... He has to make a mess, a complete mess of things. Hold out. Okay, so you've gone in the last 60 seconds from he's got to wait. You talked me right into it. I mean, I talked you right into the cliche <laughs> of he's got to want it more. That is your put it on the poll, please, Juju. Is uh, is Damian Lillard's problem that he's got to want it more? I'm not telling you how to think. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you something. The the thing the thing we've missed the most is Stugatz being on the show. Stugatz is really he's the sauce. Does Dame Stugatz. have the fire in his eyes? I actually agree with with uh, with what they said, and I think the interview is the one thing that Lillard Lillard hasn't yeah. really been public. Yeah. Kenny, uh, you remember mm-hmm. remember when Gogi did that interview? Yes, uh, a, I remember. A, that. He got fined for it. In fact, this is actually oh, something. Um, the Toronto Raptors one? No, no, no when he was in the, the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix. Yeah. Oh yeah. Before yeah, yeah. he got traded, he to made it. He made it ugly, bro. That man, the little cute Goran Dragic, you know, great teammate. He got up in front of those cameras and he fucking made a mess. Yeah. Oh man, that was such a funny time because they had the three point guards. They had Bledsoe, Gogi, and um, and, um and uh, who was it? He Isaiah, was, Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. I, yeah. I want to just. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I want to. I want to comment on this comment from Carla Tian. She she says that his interview can't be public or he can't talk about the trade because he'll be fine. That's actually not true. And this is actually something that Chris Haynes talked about in his one of his podcasts really recently in the last couple of weeks. Because Portland put out that statement, Cronin specifically put out a statement saying that that Dame requested a trade and they acknowledged it. It's fair game now for Dame to start talking about this trade. Yeah. There is no rules that he would be breaking now because they have acknowledged his trade request to the point where now he's able to actually start talking about it. It sucks that it's not in season because the Chris Haynes TNT interview would have been the move. Now he might have to pivot to ESPN, and at that well, point, he's back in Portland now. He just got back from, I think, Punta Cana. Is it? <laughs> Damn, Punta Cana's the time, bro. <laughs> we it, just it, turned. He just turned thirty-three. So, is it gonna be Malika? And then he says irresponsible. I think. Stuff. I think it'd everybody's be irresponsible in front of Malika. Andrews. I still think it'd be Chris Hands. Where? Bleacher Report. Like a like a digital interview, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm so well, old school. I'm thinking what, what no, television. Probably be Taylor Rooks. Taylor Rose gets everything out of everybody. And, and, and they're irresponsible. They're the most irresponsible yeah. around Taylor. But I think if you're damn like the person you trust the most to get yeah, this like this kind of information out. Why not both? Is, I don't think they would do both. I'm no, I think Chris Haynes would do it. I mean, they have a really good relationship to the point where yeah. I don't see anybody else really doing Yo, it. Yo, why is Chad hating on Malika Andrews? Malika's the best. What, what happened? 
Was it because that one YouTube video the other that released this last week? What did I didn't you even do? watch it. I don't know, but it was like it was clickbaity, and I didn't feel like clicking on it. But I know that's I, I, I don't. I don't know about that, but there is there is a guy while I'm watching basketball stuff. There is some guy with a YouTube channel where like it seems like every week he like uploads a. A Malika Andrews hate video. What? Wait, hold on. Why? Why is everybody mad at Malika? I have Andrews? no clue. I've I'm, I'm, so I'm hoping it's is not she canceled. I, I, well, I asked this question a couple weeks ago, and so I'm hoping this is not the reason for our chat. But people don't like that she brought up um, Joe Mazzulla's domestic abuse thing when she. Oh, I think uh, the Brandon Miller thing too. He asked about the Brandon Miller thing. The so remember how he was he was basically being investigated because of that shooting where somebody used his gun. Yeah. Um, he was in Alabama. They brought that up and she asked him about that. Or I don't know if she asked him or she just mentioned it during the draft um, when he got selected. But that's, so, that's so, you know what, man? You know, I, I feel like we're going to get to this later anyway. So don't even, I'm, I'm I'll save that. Cause I have stuff about that. I don't really care about that right now. Like let's, st- let's stay on topic because I think, what Dan was basically saying is like, I do think that could be the next step where like Dame does have to put his voice out there. He's been like subtly tweeting some stuff. And I think he needs to do more than just that. Like liking tweets too. He needs to do more than that. People are mad that she spaz on Stephen A and Kendrick Perkins. Don't we all do that on Twitter every day? Oh, I see that. I mean, yeah. I make fun of Kendrick Perkins every day. What do we mean? Kendrick's lucky he didn't Kendrick get cut. Kendrick said he picked the bucks. You're defending that man? Yeah, when it comes to the playoffs, he's gonna say the goons of Dade County. What people are telling me to check Jimmy's Instagram, isn't he asleep? Yeah, we he's have in, we have a video. We have a video. He's in also. China. Yeah. So he let's get to that a, video. Let's get he that got hit video. by a shoe, George Bush style. He didn't dust <laughs> like Bush. Is there music? Uh, meet the music. Yeah. Yeah. Copyright. Get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. <laughs> My favorite meme, bro. <laughs> So we're watching Dan, uh, not Dan, Jimmy Butler <laughs> doing, oh, okay. doing okay. game time right now. Okay. What time is it, Jim? What time is it, Jim? Play it again. Play it again. Play it again. Without the music. <laughs> I'm in. I'm into that. I mean, we already know he's recruiting him. He basically told Pat Riley, like right after the finals, like we're only making one transaction this That's year. That's a playoff that you're shot, make. by the way. Yeah. He, he doesn't hit. He, he doesn't hit outside jumpers during the regular he, season. He wants Dame. Dame only. <laughs> Bradley and Bill, nah. They're Damn. gonna be they're gonna be so good together uh when this eventually happens. I love so, I love the fit for Miami. I don't know, guys. I mean, it's kind of tough kind of doing the round and round circle on Lillard and you know, kind of you know, this will they won't they thing when I think we all know how this ends. I, I do think we're gonna we're in this at the very least until training camp, and then we'll see uh when this at the very least. I think that's at the very latest. So I, I really love that one Twitter account, and I wish I had his name that he does the SpongeBob Day 17. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Krabs. yeah, it's, my yeah, fa- yeah. it's my favorite ongoing bit. Uh, shout out to the deuces. Uh, where he's rigging like the, the cowboy. Second place. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Uh, chat's asking who would you rather keep, Jovic or JJJ? I think that's interesting. You never uh, answered. I have an answer. I don't know. What, what you got, Kenny? And as much as I really like Jovic as a prospect, um, me and Frankie were on the um, on the stream when he got drafted and how excited I was with that. I know I you're a big Jovic guy. Yeah, but I think he's still kind of raw. And having him fit with the Heat defensively and what they're trying to do, especially if you get Dame and you're going for championships, you're not going to be able to play him with Dame on the floor because Dame's not a good defender, first of all. And so you, I think... Jaime Hawkins Jr. is more of a fit for a team with Damian Lillard on it. And so I don't root for Jovic always, but I think I think it's just Hawkins just makes more sense if you're getting Dame Lillard back. I feel bad for guys like like Hawkins, like yeah. you know, like like Tyler, Duncan, Kyle, because so much of their stuff is in the air too. And yeah. I think yeah. I think it just sucks because like these are these are people. Mm-hmm. And I know that we're as fans, we're excited, like, oh, get Dame. And I don't want to do that. Who gives a shit about these guys? Because that sucks. Because, like, you know, one thing is, like, this is a business. Like, guys get traded, and it is what it is. This yeah. might, you know, you may not like it, but it's a really, like, bro, like, school year is going to start. You know what I mean? Like, what the yeah. fuck? If you're like, Kyle has kids. You know what I mean? Like, and again, who would you rather keep between Kyle and uh, and Duncan? 
I, I think, think Duncan. I don't think anybody's answered that. I've asked it like three I, I times. I think so, um, I'm, I'm, I say Duncan. Him. Yeah, Duncan. Not only not only because of the on court stuff, but you can really get something with Kyle's expiring. Um, Duncan has a couple more. So years you'd rather keep you can... you'd rather keep Kyle? You're saying? No, I, I'd rather I'd rather keep Duncan and figure yeah. out something with Kyle's contract. Because well, one of them Kyle would to, be going on this trade. One like, of them has like, to go in this trade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, so, I'll keep Duncan. But okay. what, what happens is if you trade Tyler, and like I was saying, you trade Tyler and you trade Lowry, that's enough salary to bring back that 19 million at least. And then you still yeah. have the trade exceptions to play with. It's like mm-hmm. Miami can get more than just Dame in this trade. And that's, I, I, I mean, per- I don't want to, pre- I mean, that's good information. I don't want to project out right now because we don't have those names other than Royce O'Neill yeah. that you, you had mentioned. Um, and there's this speculation about Christian Wood, but I don't I don't know. I don't remember who the source He's, was. He'd be a free agent that. signing, right, yeah, Brian? Yeah, he'd be a free agent yeah. signing. It would have to be at the minimum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I offer. personally think, because uh, it seemed like the Bulls are, are really um, monitoring that market now, because they just got $10 million for the designated. Uh, Zach, oh, not Zach Levine. Uh, the inju- they had like an injury exception that they were awarded for Lonzo for Ball yeah. um, being out for a year. So they got $10 million now as an exception to play with. Mm-hmm. So I, I could see them offering part of that to, to sign him. I wonder if they want to keep Kyle because they want the $30 million off their books. Uh, but they're not the kind of, kind of team to not do anything with $30 million. I was thinking that too. I don't know. Uh, they're just I, not, they're just not the team that likes to like let guys go away for nothing. Well, why would a team want Duncan Robinson when you can get an expiring contract that comes off right away? Like to me, I don't think yeah. Miami has a position there where they can get away with sending out. No, Duncan no, yeah, Robinson. I don't think they have a choice in the matter. I'm just wondering like what they'd prefer. Like I, I obviously like I, I have I have my bias for wanting. Kyle. I, I think Nick, think the ownership probably would prefer keeping Lowry so that his expiring does come off the books. Or they can they can trade Lowry and get a couple other players that are on expiring. This might be a situation where the general manager like Pat and Andy want something else than Mickey wants, and then the Blazers yeah. want something totally different. And then they have to make the trade that that works for both parties, and it's probably going to be Lowry going out because I just don't see a way where I don't see a scenario where Duncan is in this trade to a team that already has contracts in their books that they're trying to part ways with. For yeah. instance, Nurkic. Like you're not going to take two players making eighteen million dollars a year. I think if you take Nurkic, you keep well, one then of the young it, players. It, or a pick. You, you can't keep. You can't take back Nurkic unless you send out another player like like Lowry because yeah. you I just don't have the salary about, going back. And we talked about Kyle plus Tyler on our Bleach Report stream. Yeah. To take if you did, Nurkic. if you did Duncan, Tyler, and Jovic, that's enough salary to, to trade match for for Lillard. But you're not getting much back besides using those trade exceptions. You can't take back more salary. That much more salary. You you use Lowry's deal. Now you're talking a lot more more money going out where Miami could take back more. Like I said, when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to eighty nine percent off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over one million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. So, yeah, so that's, I mean, I, I want Kyle to stay because of the agenda. I know. But also, I, I think that, I think defensively, they need a little bit of help in the backcourt, and I think he yeah. helps with that. And I think that kind of having, they need, they, need a, they need a little bit of ball handling, especially with Tyler outgoing, Gabe outgoing. They have, and Jay Rich is not a ball handler like Gabe or, or Tyler. So I think that you want to keep a little bit of that. I know that you get you bring in Dame, who's going to be on the ball a lot, Jimmy. But I think that Kyle and you know Dame's an older guy. Jimmy's going to miss time. Like I think you're going to need a little bit of a bridge, and you want a backup guard. Uh, and I, I don't really see backup point guards in the market right now. Obviously, they have their their Drew Smiths and their kind of guys in the G League and and on the summer league team. So we'll see. Uh, real quick, guys, we're running late. We talked a lot of Dame. I want to talk a little bit about Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade's been a little bit disrespected this week. I want the last couple minutes of the show to be defending a legend. Pablo, can you run the clip from our good friend, Ashley Nicole Moss? Kyrie Irving, the best guard that LeBron James has ever played with. If Kyrie doesn't show up, LeBron does not win. Same thing for, six... for D-Wade, right? If D-Wade's not on that team, LeBron doesn't yes, win. Yes, but it's different because if you take away and you cut D-Wade's role in half for that Miami team, 
I believe they still win. Uh, yeah. What about depth? Oh, now you don't care about depth. I, I said if you. Now she don't care I'm about depth. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm just, I said that they could do it because they had a deep team. That's literally the first thing that came out of my mouth. That he could take a back seat because you had Bosch. You had mm, Ray no, Allen. I, I, I hear what you're saying. You had, and then let's not talk about the supporting cast that that Miami Heat had. That Mike was a, Miller. That was an incredible <laughs> team. He could take a back seat because the team was structured that way. Kyrie couldn't do that in Cleveland. Better ball handling. You give it to D Wade or Kyrie? Uh, Kyrie all day. Better bag, Kyrie or D Wade? Kyrie. Okay. Better basketball IQ. D Wade. No, this and all that. All, so you would. You wouldn't. D put, you would put. Wade. Okay. I'm, I'm going with D Wade over. Better Wade, shooter. Like, Kyrie. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. I just gave legend. you. Yeah, he you just, is. Better winner. Better defender. Better winner. Better is not winner. A better defender. Set. If we're talking strictly better guard, and we have to list all of the attributes of a guard and i had asked you which one was better at it kyrie comes out on top in more categories than d wade does that was one of the uh that was one of the clips of all time so i don't want to listen i don't want to drag I, i'll default this, to kenny on all this i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to pile on this woman who has her opinions that i disagree with because i think women in this space get enough shit so Let's not be mean to her. Uh, let's certainly uh, pick on her takes, but let's not say Chad and everybody. Let's not be mean. I, I just think that there is very revisionist stuff about Dwayne. And I know Kenny has a ton to say. I can't wait to hear what you got to say. But I, I just feel like people are being super revisionist about kind of Dwayne. And they look at the numbers and the numbers are not super impressive. The efficiency was something that jumped through the roof. And that was something that they cared a lot about the defense. Cause even as Dwayne's knees started to go, and even as the spring and his dunks started to kind of slow down, his defense did not lose a step when it had to be won. Uh, the idea of Kyrie having better court vision than Dwayne Wade is actually one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life. Dwayne is uh, Dwayne is every bit of the passer that LeBron is. LeBron's just bigger. Dwayne could make all those passes. Dwayne is a genius. Um, one of the best pick and roll players in the history of, of our lob game. Pastors. Uh lob father, but really just like the way that he would handle the ball, organize offense. When they, you know, that the the, the run in 2011, <clears throat> LeBron failed Dwayne, not the other way around. 2014, you could say that Dwayne was not himself. Um, and and when push came to shove in 2012, you know, he got the knee drained. He did what he had to. He confronted God and gave them some games that are gonna live in the eternity of the league forever. And yeah. I just think that people look at, I, I think people are, are too box score watchy about this and they don't look, I actually think AD is probably even the, the better comp because that playoff run in 2020 was special, but I don't know, Kenny, I, I just think that people are being a little revisionist on Dwayne. So I'm going to like say some more stuff because it kind of came up earlier and I really wanted to get to it then, but I knew we would get to this topic. So I'm going to like kind of say everything at one time. Um, so first of all, I do, I do disagree with everything she said there. Um, <laughs> Me too. No, like, this no, is how no, you know it's a good know, rant. It's just, it's when really when Kenny funny. starts off as first of all, we know it's going to be a good rant. No, I, I, I do disagree with the things she said. Right. Um, Part of it, part of that may be just me growing up idolizing Dwayne Wade. I'd have, I have respect for Kyrie as a player. Um, I do disagree with what she said, but on the topic of her in particular, like I said, I'm not, I'm starting right now. I'm like, and you can tell the chat and keep beat chat this too. I'm done like leaning into the jokes as far as this goes, because I'm going to give the real reason why I'm like more defensive of her. Right. So I'm for, for years, I've been following another, um, like basketball platform by the name of Hoops and Brews. And I was following them already when she joined them before the Sports Illustrated and all that stuff. And so I've like watched her kind of come up and become this big name in a sense. And I looked at, and I'm looking at like, okay, people have their stuff by, she looks this way. So, but, but I watched the hard work. I watched her like be on four, five, six, seven, eight shows a week, the same way I have been over here for a real long time. And so I saw that. And when it comes to her, when it comes to Malika Andrews, when it comes to sometimes Joy Taylor, even Mina Kimes, I think right or wrong, there's more under it with people's response a lot of times. And 
it's just clear as day to me that people have less of a problem with their actual opinions and more of a problem with the fact that they have them. And so I'd just rather not participate in any of that shit. I don't really even like seeing it, but I'm definitely not going to participate in it. So that's why I'm always kind of like, I just leave it alone, let her do a thing. Whatever. That's why like, I don't want it to be like, I don't want people to pile on her. I just want it to. Yeah, so, and, and then on top of this, I'm honestly just not really into player comparisons anyway. So that clip just didn't give me yeah. any real reason to It just to pits dudes react. against each other for yeah. no reason when it's like, the games were different as well. Like they were guys were asked yeah. to do different kinds of things and stuff. And it's like, obviously like we don't talk about, you know, nobody talks about Mike magic Johnson's lack of shooting. Right. Because yeah. it didn't matter back then. You yeah. know what I mean? Like nowadays, if magic wasn't a shooter, I think that would be like a hole in his game because of the way that we it's played nowadays back then it didn't matter. So it's like kind of those kinds of compare. And I know that it's different because Dwayne and Kyrie, you know, played at the same time at one point and there was some overlap, but obviously the games, the, the acceleration of the game changed a ton. I know, I know why and, you're and, laughing, Brian. And so, and also, and it, like this all kind of ties up, ties into a lot of stuff, including like why I've been gone. Um, yeah, I've been exhausted and busy with other stuff, but I decided going into the playoffs that I just didn't want to be somebody who, like, if I'm on camera, if I'm like, I'm not separating who I am and the things I stand on from sports and like being even remotely different right and so i'm just i just don't want to talk about the things i don't care about and one of those things is player comparisons i don't want to like i've always kind of and i was i regret how outwardly like and vocal i was about my displeasure in media and the things they talk about and the way they view players and all those things but i've had to take some time away to really figure out how i'm gonna approach this thing and like not really worry about the other stuff and so in this case i don't care about player comparisons they don't make sense to me in general and so they can have that they can have a conversation the opinions of their other opinions i don't have an answer to it and yeah so i i don't know the the conversation really just left her and became a big twitter thing and i just think it's kind of people are so quick to discredit and, and, Dwayne. And, and you know what and, and just like with her in general again it's just like because like a week before or a few days before they did a um that same show they did like a top five scores or all time thing again I don't make top five lists I don't pay attention to top five lists but she had one Antoine Walker had one and the other co-host you saw there had one and does anybody and, and, and neither neither list had LeBron on it right nobody all three lists none of them had LeBron does anybody want to guess who the only person was that got backlash for it well, oh, was it was it Ashley? Yeah, it's like, yeah, and and and, and and that that's what I'm like. It it became like again. I watched her whole come up, and it just became like once she started to get some real success on a national level, it became trendy to be like, "Hey, I don't like this girl. Look how cool I am. Do you like me? Retweet me, please. I don't like her." And it's just like, it, it's 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 corny to me, and I don't want to. I don't like it. I don't like it either. That's why I want. That's why I said at the front, let's not on her but let's just make it about yeah. about Dwayne because I it really left the timeline and it, it really left her timeline and yeah and I, I just I just it was the zeitgeist it was the zeitgeist Kenny I know you don't like it but it's what the people yeah. talked about and I'm out here to defend yeah. our man from these uh from these sacrilegious people yeah this is like we got the inside jokes in our MHB chat and that's cool but the real reason I don't it's just like I'm I feel like also there are people who just view because everybody, whether we do this or whether they're just on Twitter, everybody who likes sports in a sense kind of feels like they can talk about them on that level. And I'm just not a person who views other people's wins as my losses. I'm confident enough in myself. Like if I want to get on that level, I can. You're do not a professional hater like me. See, that's, that's yeah. That's, I, I just, that's I, that's I, just I just. I don't have that kind of mentality. And so not a, like you, you don't have it, that hater in you. You don't have that. Just hater like seeing seeing it constantly is is just. I hate it. I don't. I don't enjoy the it. The quotes so, are very dos minutos, exhausting. Hey. Um, but yeah. So just uh, listen. That's uh, that's we're back. That's our that's our show, folks. Uh, when an hour, you know, it's a good, good warm up, right? We got, you know, we're gonna we're hopefully we'll bring you content as as listen as as needed. We're not the five reasons podcast sweatshop that they are. They can turn out content in a way that I I respect the hell out of Ethan, Leif, and Alex, yeah. but. You know, we'll, we'll, five NBA podcasts. we'll bring you, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll bring up. you, we'll bring you stuff as things become available. You know, uh, I want to stream, you know, soft season. Let's Maybe we enjoy. should get Leif and Ethan on. 
let's get Leif and Ethan on and we'll uh we'll have we'll have a grand time. Remember to donate to Pride exclamation point Pride in chat to uh to get us over the hump. We're we're going till the end of the month. Uh hopefully we can get to our 3k goal. We're almost there. We're like we're right at the line. So help us get us over. I haven't checked uh I haven't checked the beginning of the show. Uh, is like, Alex wow. Says, wow. Alex, you're Thanks the best, the buddy. Invite. You're the best, buddy. I uh, love you. And thank you to the audience. Listen, another, you know, love and respect you guys. Thank you for, listen, we can just pop. We can randomly stream with no announcement at the drop of the hat, and you guys come in waves. Cardaliana says, OKC wave Rudy Gay. The agenda is here. Uh, <laughs> at sucks on Twitter is throwing a party. Are the Miami Heat of Rudy Gay away? Uh, I'm out on Rudy Gay. I would have been on in on Rudy Gay like three years ago, but uh, I think at this point Rudy Gay is uh he's uh he's a little washed. So yeah. shout out to shout out to Rudy. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to chat. Shout out to y'all. Hopefully we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll see what happens. I will be in New York City uh for the weekend on vacation, so you won't see me next week. But uh, maybe you'll see somebody else here. So we love you. Hey, shout out to Pablo the intern, Pablito. You're the yeah. best, and we'll talk to y'all next week. Hero Maxi. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.